I am happy to announce that the winner is All About Eve. Parasite. Kramer versus Kramer. Chicago! West Side Shark. The Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King. One flew over the cuckoo's Shakespeare in Love. May I have the envelope, please? Oh, it is today. It is the day of all days. It is the day that we count down the top 25. That's right, people. The 50th anniversary special, the top 25 best picture winners of all time, according to me, Rance, and him. Sam. Okay, thank you. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I hit my mark that time. (laughs) Thank you. It was right on on cue. Um, And that is what we are doing this week on... The envelope, please. Let's just get right into it. Should we just start with number 25? Let's just let's go. Let's the chaos. Let's just go. Caution okay, okay, to okay, the okay. wind. Caution to okay. the wind. Here we go. I'm really excited. Okay. Number 25 for me. My 25th favorite best picture winning film of the first 50 years of Oscar is a classic. Is in black and white. It is Grand Hotel. <laughs> okay. You know, that like I was wondering... I was wondering last week, I was a little surprised that it wasn't... That it's in your top 25. Tell me why you think it is above Lawrence of Arabia. <laughs> that is a great question. It Honestly, yeah, it kind of surprised me too. This was one of those where I was like, oh, wow, I guess I like this movie more than I remember or more than I thought I did. Um I love the interweaving of stories in this. And like you mentioned when you talked about it, I think Joan Crawford is sublime in this movie. Absolutely sublime. Um, you can never go wrong with the Barrymores. You know, I I don't know. This is one of those first, like, grand casts that really works. It's all about the celebrity. It's all about the star power. But I think the storylines in this movie also really hold up and they're genuinely entertaining. So, yeah. And also, also... The production behind this is immaculate. That hotel looks beautiful. So yeah, I really like this movie. You know, I I know that there it's like an illusion, like part matte painting, part uh, technical uh, trickery. But the shot, uh, the overhead shot, where you yes. see all the levels of the hotel uh-huh. and the and the uh, front desk in the middle, all at the same time. I I love that. I love oh, yeah, I too. love the scope. I love the art deco of it all. It is um you know, I put it in my bottom twenty five, but I, I really like Grand Hotel. I think it is um I think it's a nice little part of film history. So It's a good one. Alright, but tell me, what is your twenty fifth movie? One flew over the cuckoo's nest. Oh okay. Okay, okay, we okay, okay. Tell me why. Um, I really liked it. I think uh-huh. it's a great movie. Um, I also, especially the far after our discussion and the farther I've gotten away from it, I feel as if it um, maybe has some sexism issues that date it and keep me from putting it higher. Sure. But also, it is so good that I don't really feel I can rank it lower than twenty five. That's really interesting that you say that, because I do feel like if people go back and listen to our One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest episode, we really do break down the like the the sex roles that are at play in this movie. And we have a really good uh, conversation about that. So I'm glad you brought that back up. 
You know, it's interesting. I feel like a lot of times uh, there have been a few movies we've done this where we start either at a place of not liking it or or Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. or loving it. And then we kind of talk through it and our opinion about it evolves throughout the discussion. I think One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, you can see we started at a point of this is great. And then we found these things that we have wrong with it. And that I don't know, I think and and ultimately we thought a different movie should have won that year so absolutely um, yeah that's very true yeah it's a it's an interesting it's an interesting one to dissect um so my 24 uh-huh you've already mentioned uh is lawrence of arabia okay okay i also don't it, despite popular opinion i also don't put this one in uh the top uh, 10, even though I think most people probably would put it in the top 10 of the 90s yeah. odd. Um, but it, uh, it, it's, uh, it's undeniable in terms of photography, performance, scope, um, uh, all of the different parts and pieces working together for the movie are immaculate. I, it's just, it's not my favorite. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <right? laughs> yeah, that's, that's as easy as that. Totally. So what's your 24? Okay, my 24 is it's Rocky Balboa. Lawrence of Arabia. Oh, oh, that's what that music's from. <laughs> uh, yeah, that would be Rocky. <laughs> I don't think I can sing the Lawrence of Arabia score. I'm trying to think. I don't know if I know what that one is. I do. I do. I would know it if I heard it. It's a really yeah. grand it's Maurice Jari. I can hear the Dr. Zhivago music, and it's obscuring the... Right. Well, different. It's the, different. Same guy, very similar style of music. Um, but you know what? It's not uh, quite as, as uh, noticeable or... Um, oh, my God. They reference it in... They reference mm-hmm. it in a James Bond movie called The Spy Who Loves Me, too. So it's like, it's just on the tip of my... It, you talk about Rocky, and we'll, yeah, we'll get back you'll, to... Yeah, you'll find it. Um, yeah. So I love Rocky, but I think, too, you know, we kind of developed uh, and discovered in our conversation on this movie kind of the sexist issue in this one, too, where I, I see we have a theme with our 70s Best Picture winners, a lot of misogyny and sexism involved. Um, yeah, it's the handling of Adrian's character. I'm just not too fond of and some of the writing is oh a little hopey dopey um you know so there are a couple of things that pull it back but at the end of the day i still think it is a really really strong solid movie and sylvester stallone is so charming and very easily lovable so he he is the reason to watch the movie yeah even though he's also probably the root of the problems of the movie as well (laughs) (laughs) there's also that yeah there is (laughs) yeah um uh it's Donna Oh wait, started too high. Donna Oh, oh my god, Da-na-na-na. yes. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah. It's it's very wow. famous. Yeah, okay. that's that is really famous. Okay, I know what that is now. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I know. Touché. It's yeah, that that thing. Um Oh, that oh, is great music. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. It is great music. It is great music. Do you want to go ahead and give your 23 since you're already I would our love here? to. So my 23 is one that you already mentioned that I didn't expect to hear until today, and it's The French Connection. I find it a little silly that I ranked it higher than you did, mainly because when we had our conversation, it seemed like you initially liked the movie more than I did, 
But I think after we talked, I gained a bigger appreciation for it from hearing your side. So I really switched my my gears on this one, and this one is stuck with me more than a lot of others. I mean, I think it's a great film. It's just, again, like, there's a lot of things I like more. Yeah. You know? I really like The French Connection. I think it's a great movie. It's It really kind of encapsulates everything that is 70s, you know, mm-hmm. gritty crime cop drama. Yeah, I love it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've already said my piece, so. Very true, um, very true. I, I'm going to say number 23 for me is Mutiny on the Bounty. Oh, okay. This is interesting. Okay, okay. Tell me why it's number 23. Um, uh, again, this movie actually kind of surprised me. I don't know if I expected to have this in my top half or not. Because a lot of times yeah. with, like, uh, swashbuckling adventure films, I'm like, eh, little macho, little, like, not my style. But I was so impressed with how um, ahead of its time this movie was. Uh, how well orchestrated the plot was, how I was never bored. Um, and I loved the performances from all three of the co-leads. Um, and, <laughs> all the men. Uh, all the men in the movie. Uh, male-dominated movies in general can often be like a hard sell for me. But um, but I, I loved Clark Gable in this. I loved Charles Lawton in this. He was so, so good. Um, so I... Uh, I liked it. I thought it was a great adventure film and a worthy top half entry. You know what? I agree with you so much so that I'm just going to say my 22 right now because it's also Mutiny on the Bounty. So oh, I'm only one off from right, you. Right we've only there. had one. We've only had one that's been the same place so far yet. Correct. Yes. Okay, well, tell me what you think of Mutiny on the Bounty. So I love it for all the reasons you just said, but mainly I'm going to. I'm going to single out Charles Lawton's performance. I think he is the driving force behind this movie. Without him, it probably would be in my bottom half. But he just gives such a solid performance as Captain Bly that he is the reason that I actually will go back and watch this movie again sometime. No no doubt about that. Well, okay, as much as you're going to talk about Charles Lawton, let's just, let's just say that both of us in our top 25 are going to have three movies with Clark Gable. So, Wow. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Oh man! I mean, he owned the thirties. He was a good luck charm. Yeah, he he was a good luck charm in the in the thirties. But that's That's not who. That's not who I'm going to talk about next. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna forge ahead with twenty two. If you're ready. Okay. Yes, please. Um, I I my twenty two is a man for all seasons. Okay, it's not too far away from where I put it. Okay. Um, I. Where did you put it? Have you said it yet? Mine was number 26, so it was the last that's one right, in our last right. episode. Yep. I forgot what yours... Um, uh, I Another one that surprised me. I liked it more than I thought I was going to. Um, I I think that I just enjoy... Um, kind of similar to The Line in Winter, I enjoy that the palace intrigue um, type of uh, storylines from uh, British history... Yeah. Um, you know, maybe it's it's probably the same reason that I watched and enjoyed Bridgerton. Like, I mean, <laughs> you know, right? it's like that that stuff that that feels so frivolous in retrospect, and yet um, it's just fun to watch um, uh, those elements of history. These people who were super super famous. I just really um, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed um, the cast in the movie. 
Um, I just, uh, it just surprised me. It, it, that's really what it comes to. It gets a higher ranking than maybe some stuff that people would normally consider better than this because it's just, it, it's just oddly fun and delightful and, um, Delightful is a weird word, I guess, for a movie that... <laughs> where he loses that, his head in the end. <laughs> where he dies in the end. But, I mean, uh, there is something that's uh, the fun aspects of, of British history. And I think it's in the words, right? The way that, like, the dialogue is delivered. Like, it's very, like, upper, like, kind of highbrow, but, like, still approachable to, you know, a modern audience. It just makes it fun to listen to them speak. Yeah, like a twist between uh, Shakespeare and the 60s. Yeah. Oh, that's you a good way to put it. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. yeah. Very much so. Um, okay, let's go to number 21. Do you want to give us your 21? Uh, the Bridge on the River Kwai. Oh, okay. 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 Sure. Um, I, epic David Lean, mm-hmm. our boy David. Um, again... My favorite David Leans are the shorter ones. Yes. Summertime yes. and Brief Encounter. The ones that actually feature female leads. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah. And, well, that, that feature females, really. Um, <laughs> Period. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, uh, but, you know, I, I like William Holden. I like um, uh, 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 Alec Guinness. Yeah. Um, I do enjoy this movie more than some epics it has again a great score great cinematography it's really hard to deny that it's a great war movie we know how we feel about war movies but um i can't rank in the top 20 because i just don't enjoy it as much as a lot of the other stuff that's coming up so yeah there you go fair okay my 21 this one just missed out on my top 20 it's all the king's men uh, and I feel like good... yes, this is. I feel like these movies that we're talking about right now are the movies that really surprised us. This was, you know, an example of that for me, which you kind of mentioned earlier. This movie did really surprise me because I knew slim to nothing about it, just that it had, you know, won Broderick Crawford his Oscar, and it was a political movie, and maybe the fact that this movie, that I watched this film, you know, in our, the political climate we're in in this day and age, maybe some of these themes really struck harder than if I'd watched it maybe, you know, five, six years ago. But no, a lot of what they're saying in this movie really hit home for today. And it's really terrifying Mm -hmm. to see the parallels. But it's also really important to find those parallels. Because, as we know, we have to study history so we don't fuck things up in the present. So I love this movie. Yeah, um, I'm going to reserve what I have to say about all the kids. Okay, good, good, good. Okay. Uh, because we're not there yet for me. We're just not so. there yet. Okay. Now we're no, into our top Top 20. 20. Top 20. Go ahead. Top Your- 20. Okay. My number 20 is The Sting. This one had not to go far off. the... Tw- yeah. It had to be in my top 20. And while it's not my favorite, it's this movie is just so watchable. It is so, so easy to follow along with. It is so wildly entertaining. And as we mentioned in the episode, Robert Redford has probably never looked better in his life. Uh, I love the combination of Robert Redford and Paul Newman. They can do anything together. It's amazing. Uh, yeah, everything clicks in this movie. Um, Perfect. There is just, yeah, as we keep saying, there are just plenty more that I would rewatch over this one. But I would, I mean, I have seen this movie, a, you know, a handful of times. So I love this movie. It's really great. 
Um, again, I'm just going to wait because okay. coming up pretty soon, I can talk about uh-huh. this thing. Um, my number 20 is Sunrise, A Song of Two Humans. Oh, okay, we got a little silent um, movie in here. Cracked your top 20, I love it. A silent film cracked my top 20. Again, I don't know if this one's a surprise. It took me a long time to watch this, even though this is on every list known to man. Um, yeah. But it, it truly, for a movie that's you know nearly 100 years old, um, yeah. it is so, it's such a well-told story. It's visually so impressive. They just reach levels of... Um, visual communication that you do not see uh again for a few years while they're figuring out how to do sound um and it shows you just how advanced um in terms of storytelling silent films had gotten whenever the sound came into the movies um and there was a lot that they had to visually relearn but it, it i think it's maybe the best um, example of the art form of silent film that I have seen, uh, mm. and um, and it just tells a very simple human story uh, in a very interesting and compelling way. So yeah, yeah, boy, when you just said this movie is almost a hundred years old, like I really felt that for the first time when you just said that out loud. Like this movie is almost a yeah. hundred years old. That's insane. 90. 96 uh, 94 94 94 years old yeah damn 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 that's insane to me okay let's move right along what number are we on where are we uh we are on uh i just did 20 uh so okay we are on 19 19. i'm doing 19 let me let me do my 19 for you um you've already mentioned this uh rocky okay um i I not I actually might have put Rocky higher, but after our discussion about it, um, <laughs> the most recent rewatch of Rocky, the scene, the scene between Adrian Rocky and his apartment, flagged something in my head, and I then yeah. you and I ended up talking about it, and um, it it just has made me kind of reevaluate the movie a little bit. But if I remove that scene from my from the, my opinion of the movie, I think it's I think it's I think it drags down what is otherwise a perfect film, basically. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I would agree. Um, I, uh, so I, I want to put it in the top twenty uh, because of that, but I um, I also just want to like heavy asterisk here. Like this probably was knocked down five or six spots just for our discussion. Um, and uh, uh, that said. Uh, there's nothing more iconic than the movie Rocky. So there you go. Um, Very true. Uh, so that's my 19. What What's your 19? Okay. My number 19 is In the Heat of the Night. This one uh, also kind of surprised me how I put it as high as I did here. I kind of expected this one to fall toward the bottom too but there's something about this movie it's so sweaty it's so hot it's just so atmospheric you know it 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 also really lingers with you well after you finish the movie like there's there's a lot to this movie that i still see in my head and i go that's really good that's really good Mm -hmm. you know and yeah i think it's a it's a it's another great movie and you know tap uh tackling Racism in the late 1960s is certainly not easy to do. And 
I think this does a pretty adamant job and a pretty um, worthy job of it. It's pro- I know, think it pushed the envelope as far as the envelope could go for 1967. You know, it's interesting. I really think, uh, taking Dr. Doolittle out of the equation, the, <laughs> the 1967 movies, uh, those other four films, even Guess Who's Coming to Dinner, which I don't think is as good as the other three, um, there is something about them that I feel like I think about them sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, because they... yeah, yeah. yeah. They, because, like, you know, Bonnie and Clyde, there's, like, that, there's that rebel-rousing feeling to it that makes you, and then The Graduate just feels so much like what becoming an adult is like, and and then you have this movie, which is just so hot and sweaty and atmospheric, and you you feel that sometimes, and then, you know, a lot of times when I'm pressed with something uh, new that I'm uncomfortable with. I feel like I'm the parents and guess who's coming to dinner. Like there's, there's kind of, um, 67 is such an interesting year. It's still, yeah. I'm really glad we did a two parter on that one. That's one of my favorite, yeah. Agreed. Uh, Agreed. favorite years. I'll get to, I'll get to my feelings on that movie specifically in a little bit. Um, I think it's your turn again for I think it is. Yeah. Number 18, I have The Sound of Music. Oh, that's... I... Oh, what is what? What are you going to say? I was saying it's lower than I uh, (laughs) thought you would put that. Okay. Um, Yeah, this one, I think, yeah, I think the rest of my musicals might surprise you, Rance. Um, I I love Sound of Music. I'm just happy that you didn't rank the one I love super low, so we're... Totally, totally. I think you're going to (laughs) be... I think you'll be pleasantly happy where I've placed that particular film. But Sound of Music to me... We're talking about Broadway Melody. (laughs) (laughs) Which Sam did rank surprisingly high, but anyway. Honestly, yeah. Um, No, for me, The Sound of Music, this this is Julie Andrews, and it was my introduction to her. Uh, God, her voice in this movie is stunning. The music is iconic. The photography is beautiful. It's also incredibly rewatchable like it's just a good time this is a capital m musical and it doesn't try to hide that and it's wonderful it's really just a good time it really really is um yeah yeah i really have nothing negative really to say about it um you just you just like other things better i understand it's fine yeah that's um uh 18 the correct the Sting. Okay, not far off from me. Yeah, um, you only a couple off. Um, I, yeah. uh, I, I, I loved it. It's I love a good con movie. Like it's just yeah. so fun. Um, yeah. it's so fun from start to finish. Um, and uh, you know the music, the the interplay between uh, Robert Redford and Paul Newman. Um, the supporting cast is all super fun in the movie too. Uh, you know, all of the little, um, all the little, like, the, the thing with the nose that I love so much, you know, um, the nose gesture I'm talking about. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And, oh, yes. Uh, which I need to be a thing with somebody in my life. <laughs> um, maybe that's our thing, Just start Sam. doing it to strangers just... on the street and see what happens. <laughs> um... I feel like they would just look at me weird. I don't know. They probably um, would. <laughs> like it's they probably would. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, the the great ending of the movie, which is just you know the best the best part of it all. Um, and right. Eileen Brennan being in it, I love that too. Mm. Um, mm. 
it's i just i really like the sting yeah okay that's that's all i have to say <laughs> okay then give us your 17 marty marty is number 17 for you oh okay okay i i did expect this to be a lot higher for you but go ahead tell me why it's oh i more in the middle i of the loved road. marty I, I, I love Marty. It's just that there's other things I think are better than Marty. That's that's okay. that's all it is. Or uh, more my taste. But Marty was definitely a great surprise. I think it would surprise anybody who watched it. Yeah. Because, oh, absolutely. Because it is such a slice of life. It's so simple. It's so real and emotive and heartfelt. Um, and Ernest Borgnine is, is just a slam dunk, the whole movie. Yeah. And uh, I think it's something that everybody should see at some point. It's one of those. It's one. It's maybe, you know, the rest of the, the rest of the um, movies that I have on the list um, are a little bit more, I guess, epic in scope for the most part. Yeah. Uh, so this, I, I think, this is the quietest, the best quiet best picture winner. Gotcha. Okay, I see that. Does that gotcha. make sense? Okay. It does. I I can feel, I can vibe with that. Okay. I can. What 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 are you putting at 17? My 17 is Gone with the Wind. Okay. I mean, <laughs> I knew you would rank it lower than me. It's fine. I yes. I can get over it. It's okay. It is in my top 20. It is number 17. And I guess honestly, my my main reasoning is because it is problematic now. Mm-hmm. But there's still so much to love about the movie. Like there really is, and we talked to death about this, particularly this, in our specific Gone with the Wind episode. Uh, and you had a lot of very, um, uh, very good things to say about this topic exactly. So I won't reiterate all of that. But, but. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But I really yeah. like Mr. Smith Goes to Washington more. <laughs> I think that's why. <laughs> um, well, I'll, again, I'll talk about that in a second. Yeah, yeah, why, yeah. Uh, let's go ahead and go to your 16. Okay, my number 16 is The Best Years of Our Lives. And yeah, this is where know, again, Sam and I are just like totally diverting. Yep, we're starting to go into different pages here. This one didn't quite crack. You're going to be upset 10. about my next one, so it's. Fine. I think I am. I'm starting to realize that our top ten are going to look a little different. Um, no, the best years of our lives is a great, great movie, and I think I'm trying to look at the rest of my list here real quickly just to see. I think this is my. Yeah, this is my number one World War II film, I guess. Well, actually, that's not true. There's actually, I don't think it is. There's kind yeah, of there's, a there's another one You're that right. we have not talked yeah. about. <laughs> yes, that one is a little different. I guess... If that was no. number... If you put that movie high, lower, at this low, I would question your taste. Can you imagine? Film. I would no, the, be, I'd be I like, guess, podcast over. <laughs> I guess the only reason The Best Years of Our Lives didn't go higher is... Maybe the length of it, I guess, you know, and I, uh, I don't know, you, you know, we're getting hard. I'm trying to like, I don't know, I'm really trying to just like pull anything out because literally the mo- every movie we're going to talk about now is a movie that I hold near and dear to my heart. So it's going to be hard to like actually validate why one movie is above another now. Um, 
I guess maybe it's just because this movie is really depressing still, and I guess I like to watch the other ones over it. Uh, yeah, I guess that's all I can say about this movie. I love it. It's great. Everyone should watch it. It's brilliant. You say that like the movies that are left are all like good, heartfelt, <laughs> good times with really. I mean, you make a good point. There are some pretty awfully depressing films, but it's but there's... it's like. But wartime specifically, there is something about mm. war movies, in, like specifically rants, that are challenging for me to just like sit down and be like, "Yeah, let's watch this." You know, unless unless they do a good job of mixing war and romance. But we'll get to that movie later. <laughs> you tell me. You tell me your number sixteen. I don't think you're gonna like it. Oh <laughs> my god! I think I know what it is, and I'm I'm already like. <laughs> Not looking at you. Okay, just say it. On the waterfront. Okay. Okay, I thought it was going to be... Okay. Okay, this I understand. Because I remember our discussion. I get... Okay, tell me why On the Waterfront isn't in your fucking top ten. Go ahead. (laughs) Riddle me this. I really like On the Waterfront. I had a... It's one of my favorite movie-watching experiences whenever I went to a screening that Eve Marie Saint did a QA and a at. Um, and, uh, I saw it at the Chinese theater before they renovated when it was still the sloped seating and not the, Mm. the stadium seating. If you remember that, that was a while ago. Um, but, uh, but I still, um, uh, the music in particular, it's probably one of my favorite, I've mentioned music scores a lot, but this is maybe one of my favorite scores of all time. Uh, it's just so gorgeous. Um, but I, I think that, again, this is a movie that has a little bit of an asterisk on it for me because I I know that Elia Kazan is trying to defend um, naming names in the communist witch, witch hunt. So that does knock the movie well, down there's just that. a little bit. There's, <laughs> it knocks it down just a little bit for me. And, and so there's just other things that I prefer. It's, yeah. um, it's a preference thing at this point. Every movie I have left to mention, I consider to be a great film. So Definitely. I think that's where we're at. Yeah, it's going to be hard to just <laughs> say, well, this movie's a little bad because of this. No, these movies are all great now. Uh, now, I think my next movie is maybe the higher, the biggest difference between our list. Ooh, okay. Ready. Yeah, I'm ready. Uh, 15 is All Quiet on the Western Front for me. Yep. Okay. So yeah, I well, you put yours at fifteen, I put mine at thirty. Okay. I know. Uh, literally <laughs> cut yours in half. Um, I love. I know that y- you mentioned depressing whenever you watched it. <laughs> whenever you were talking about before, I just love how ahead of its time it is. I love the depressing ending. Like I, it is one of my favorite endings of all time to a movie. I love that they, that the music just stops and it goes out silent. Um, such a good yeah. choice. I it, it it is the most powerful, with one exception, which I'll get to. I think it's the most powerful anti-war film, mm. um, and the fact that it holds up so well again when it's ninety-one years old oh, is just God. incredible. Incredible, incredible. To me. yeah. And it has some absolutely stunning visual sequences that, uh, and I don't know how they, you know, I don't know how they did it. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so that's what I have at 15. You? Okay. My number 15 is West Side Story. Okay. <laughs> I'm looking at your face right now. You're so mad. <laughs> You're so mad. <laughs> okay, but you have to. Okay, give me credit at least. No, no, no. It's fine. It's fine. It it's is fine. my highest ranked movie musical. 
it's so, more than I expect from you on a musical. It's not. I like, know. I know. I I trashed West Side Story. I, I feel like I was a little too hard on West Side Story. Yeah, you it's think? really just because of Tony, and we've talked about this to death, and I've said this plenty of times. But the reason this cannot crack my top ten is because their their casting choice of him is just so irresponsible, and it really makes me angry. It could have been better. Anybody else would have been better, honestly. And that is what pulls it out of my top ten. But Rita Moreno is the reason it is the greatest musical to win best... Well, not to win best picture. Of the first 50 years, yes. It is the greatest musical to win best picture. So, Um, I ranked it accordingly. Sam Sam is incorrect. There has not been a better musical that has won best picture. I don't know what he's smoking. He must... There sure has been. (laughs) He must have some type of little deal with Rob Marshall, because that's not correct. Um, uh, Anywho... Uh, well, that's great. What's 14? Okay, 14 for me is Midnight Cowboy. Oh, uh, you... Yes, yeah, so you ranked, ranked it a little bit lower. lower. Yeah. I love Midnight Cowboy. This is a really um, special movie to me. I just love their relationship. I think mm-hmm. John Voight and Dustin Hoffman are miraculous in this movie. Their, their performances are so great, and... I love the ending. You know, depressing as shit. I know I said earlier that I hate depressing endings, but it's not true. It just depends on <laughs> what the circumstances are of the depression. This one's fine. Uh, I, yeah. I, yeah, I just think this movie is wonderful. It's really, and it's such a unique Best Picture winner. Like an X-rated film, it's not it like is anything else. It is yeah. violent. It is very sexualized. It is, it is, yes, very unlike anything else. So, yeah, I really respond to this movie. All right, what is your number 14? From Here to Paternity. Ooh. Okay, okay. You're, I guess you're ranking this probably a little higher than me. Um, yeah, but, I kind of uh, thought you would. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, no, I love From Here to Eternity. It's a great movie. Um, and again, every movie left, I yeah. love. <laughs> Just to be clear. <laughs> Still a really good movie. Um I there is a war film that I like more, um, a World War Two movie that I like more that is on the list. Um, oh, true. A couple, oh, I guess. Oh god damn it! There's actually a couple more World War Two movies now that I'm thinking about it because I didn't even think of From Here to Eternity being a war film. But you're absolutely right. Go ahead. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's exactly like what literally it, is. <laughs> it has Pearl Harbor in the movie. Like I don't know. They're soldiers. They're in uniform. For seventy-five percent of the movie, what made you? Okay. I have no idea. <laughs> um, listen, I know we love Donna Reed, but she's not the whole movie, um, right? <laughs> I do love Donna Reed in the movie, though. Oh, um, God, she's so might good. I say it's such a twist on it's her on on like seeing her in, in It's a Wonderful Life, and then seeing her in From Here to Eternity. It's like wonderful. Um, Very true. But uh, and Deborah Carr, I love how sexy she is in the movie. Um, I just love I love fun badass women but um and then how beautiful is montgomery clift and burt lancaster like it's just like yes um it's great it's probably the best movie that deals with pearl harbor i think Um, oh yeah um and uh uh, yeah it's it's wonderful and we get some early ernest Borgnine in this movie so very true even better and frank sinatra um who i don't always love but i love i like him in this so yeah. Um, 
that's my 14. My 13, you've already mentioned. Okay. Uh, it's All the King's Men, um, mm, okay. which I ranked a little bit higher than you. Again, total surprise to me. I was yeah. riveted from start to finish. I loved the very quick editing of the movie, um, going from sequence to sequence. I love Mercedes McCambridge in this movie. She's one of my favorite Best Supporting Actress wins now because she's so, so, so good in this film <laughs> and heartbreaking. This movie feels so relevant and real to today. And I think of, I think uh, the rest of the movies are all movies that I think before I started the journey, I expected to be towards the top yeah. of my list. And this one is my biggest surprise. Okay. I love that. So my 13 is one we've already mentioned before too. One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. I rank it a little bit higher, I guess, just because I... I don't know. I've seen this movie a million times. You don't like women. You don't like women. Okay. <laughs> and yeah. I hate women. Um, no, I, I don't know. This is like... You know, this is one of the first best picture winning films I saw when I was probably way too young to watch this movie, but I did. And, uh, it was, you know, it's one of those first movies where I was like, oh, this is acting. This is good acting. You know, I'm feeling something. Uh, yeah, I love the story. I think it's really interesting. And as we discovered, this movie is just great. Um, a, a great jumping off point for tons of conversations. You can interpret this movie in so many different ways that every time you watch it, you kind of pick up Something a little different, and I love that in a movie. Um, I'll go into my number 12. We've talked about this one, too. Yes, so my number 12 is Sunrise. And, uh, yeah, so I, and to be fair, like, when I was doing the ranking, in my head I was like, Sunrise has to be in my top 10. And then when I started to do this more and more and more, I was like, well, it didn't quite get this. Number 12 is as high as I could put it because the 11 below it are just movies that I couldn't put anywhere else. But I fucking love Sunrise so much. This is such an impressive movie, which you stated earlier, you know, it's almost 100 years old. It is almost 100 years old. And this movie feels more modern than some movies being made today. It's such an impressive technical achievement, and the acting is flawless. Um, Janet Gaynor is to die for. I love everything about this movie. So, yeah, that's my conversation on Sunrise. Um, okay, well, my, I, I agree with you. Um, my number 12 we have also already discussed. Um, okay. It is In the Heat of the Night. Oh, okay, okay. Um, I love... In the heat of the night, um, and I loved it more the second time around. Um, I think this is the second time I watched yeah. it, maybe in the third, uh, one of the two. But regardless, um, I I love the dynamic between Rod Steiger and Sidney Poitier. Um, I love uh, Lee Grant for her mm. like five minute performance. It's I yeah. literally. The thing I'm most upset about not getting nominated for Best Supporting Actress ever is her performance in that movie. Um, uh, you know, the Quincy Jones score, once again. Oh, yes, the yes, the yes, heat, yes. the humidity, the, um, the feeling of clear and present evil. Does that make mm, sense? It does, um, yeah. It just captures that under the surface of the small town... There's just something so sinister. Yeah, it's like there's an evilness that isn't tangible, right? But you can sense it. It's really interesting. Yeah, you're right. 
Yes, and that is just such a, um, such a sophisticated quality uh, for a movie that's you know about small town, middle of nowhere America. Um, and I, I, I just I love it. It's a great film. Um, uh, a great movie, and as I mentioned earlier, a year of great movies. So, very true. All right, give us your number eleven. Don't hate me for not putting this in the top 10. Uh-oh. Is this the movie I was thinking you were going to mention earlier? Uh-oh. I think Probably. it is. What is it? The Apartment. Ah! I, ah. Oh, my heart. <laughs> my heart. <laughs> crushed. I am crushed. Okay. Um, okay. All I want to hear from you is w- give me your reasoning in the simplest sentence possible why this is not top 10 quality for you. <laughs> That's all I want to hear. I want to hear nothing else. <laughs> it is. It's not that it's not top ten quality. These are just ten movies I prefer. That's all it is. It's mm-hmm. a great film. If I had it my way in 1960, Psycho would have been nominated in one Best Picture. That would be what I would do if I had my way, Sam. Okay. okay um, and okay. that is not that controversial an opinion. People love Psycho. <laughs> It is also a great movie. Um, And I also, of Billy Wilder's films, I prefer Double Indemnity. I prefer Sunset Boulevard. Um, Okay. Okay. But all of that said, The Apartment is brilliant. Um, It has maybe my favorite Shirley MacLaine performance. Um, My second favorite Jack Lemmon performance next to Days of Wine and Roses. Um, And... uh, it also has, it's just, it captures a feeling so, so well that is, um, that, like, loneliness and that, uh, that feeling that I think every single adult, I, I think it's a movie that you almost can't watch until you've, you've lived a few years on your own and really mm. appreciate because it captures to me the kind of, the loneliness that you that every single single adult feels at one point or another where especially during the holidays right especially during the holidays which you know i think you and i both can relate to that strongly just because we have spent so many holidays uh because of being in seasonal jobs we have um we've spent a lot of holidays in la and when the city is completely deserted because everybody's gone home to their families, um, except us that are working um, at a a tourist trap, you know? Um, (laughs) Yup. And so it, um, and so it's, it's a really, it's, it's a great movie. I'm not disparaging the film. Um, I'm just uh, saying there are 10 movies I'm going to put over it. That's all. That's all. Okay, fair. Okay. I will give you my number 11 now. Okay. This one didn't crack my top ten, and now I'm seeing that it cracked yours, so I'm wondering how, if you're going to think that I'm terrible. Okay. The Godfather is number 11 for me. But that The thing that's interesting to me about that is... is that I placed that it above made, Godfather 2? You made a decision about which one you like better. <laughs> I did. I absolutely did. So, yeah, I The Godfather didn't quite crack it, and... uh. Huh. 
And I think it's just because. Yeah, go ahead and justify that one. I know. Let's talk about. I just like ripped into you for the apartment here. I'm not even putting the Godfather in the top ten. I don't know. Maybe that's part of it. Is like I just feel like the Godfather is so expected to be in the top ten. But I think Godfather Two is way better, and. And yeah, and the other ones that I put are just above it. I guess I guess that's what it is. Because uh, The Godfather, is, it's a perfect movie. It is perfect. But I happen to like Godfather 2 more, and that is why Godfather 2 is my number 10. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to slide into number 10 now, because <laughs> they kind of go together. I mean, honestly, Godfather 2 and Godfather should be in the same spot. Like, let's be honest, they're... They're two parts of the same movie, you know? Well, maybe they're close um, to the same spot on your list. Oh, are they not? Oh, yeah. I, I couldn't kind of separate these two. I had to put one after the other. They're, they just go hand in hand to me. And I edge out The Godfather Part 2. It, it is slightly above Godfather 1, I think, because I really like where they take it. And I love... I love all of the flashbacks. I love how it mirrors what's happening to Michael in the present. Um, it's, yeah, there's just so much to like about Godfather 2. That's why it's, that is my number 10. So what is your number 10, Rents? My number 10. Um, uh, okay. It okay. is Rebecca. Ooh, okay. Okay. Oh, I love this. Okay, this is, this is, we're into our top tens, everybody. Okay, so my number 10, Godfather 2, you're Rebecca. Okay, okay, okay. Why is Rebecca number 10? You know, I, there's a lot of debate, first of all, whether or not uh, Rebecca is actually the best movie of 1940, because it did beat out um, a movie that is considered one of the greatest films of all time, The Graves of Wrath. Um but it is also, of course, the only Hitchcock film to win Best Picture. Um, it has it. I I saw Rebecca for the first time uh, twenty years ago, and I was young and impressionable, and it it meant a lot to me. And there is nothing that I like more than the atmosphere in the first uh, hour and a half of that film that is like so. Um, haunting and uh uh atmospheric and and uh, gothic um it is it is my absolute uh favorite like first 90 or so minutes of the movie i think the last section of it knocks it down to 10 for me because i don't think the last last section is as good as the first part of the film yeah. Um, I think that I think the ending is good. I think there's just like a little bit wherever the the part that Joan Fontaine is just not in is um, is where the <laughs> movie kind of wavers, yeah, which is yeah, the yeah. only time I will ever give Joan Fontaine that much credit. But anyway, um, ah, I'm totally. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Shady. I didn't mean. It. I, I do like it. Joan Fontaine. I do like Joan <laughs> Fontaine. Um, that is just that's suspicion shade. That's all that is. Uh, oh, um, there you go. Uh, but I I think that Mrs. Danvers is maybe the best movie villain ever. Mm. Um, I think uh, the cinematography is just it, it, the cinematography is like a precursor to Citizen Kane, in yeah. the way in the way it uses black and white in this very haunting, gothic way. It's a precursor to the film noir movement. It is um, it's such an interesting, wonderful movie and a great marriage of david selznick and um and hitchcock so yes it is yeah. and Laurence right. olivier is beautiful 
He is. Yes, he is. Okay, okay, okay. Move on to your number nine. Give us number nine. The Sound of Music. Ooh. Okay. This makes sense. Yeah, you love musicals. Okay. <laughs> it's number nine. Why? Um, I I love The Sound of Music, and I didn't even it's see so it good. until I was a little <laughs> bit older, and I absolutely love it. I think it is my favorite shot film on mm. the list. I love the cinematography and the sound of music. Um, mm-hmm. I think every frame just feels so beautiful and feel filled with detail. Um, I love all of the location work in the movie. Um, it's so sweet. It's so heartwarming. It's such a great family film. Um, there's there's really nothing wrong with it, and it has one of the best scores of any musical ever. Um, and Julie Andrews is a force of nature. Yes. What's your number nine? My number nine is From Here to Eternity. And uh, uh, so I think I know what it is about this movie, why I love it so much. It is a World War II film. It is. You're absolutely correct. But it is a World War II film that does not feel like a war movie. It just uses that setting as a backdrop to explore character relationships between very unlikely people and that is what I think is so brilliant about this. It is the war and their, uh, their the setting, you know, of them being at the the the, the base, the the army base, that brings together all of these people that would never have met each other in real life if not for that specific reason. So that is why I love From Here to Eternity. It's a war movie without being a war film, specifically, and I think that is why I really respond to it because at the end of the day, it is really just about people and lonely people you know people who are desperate just to find someone to relate to and i love watching them explore that on screen i think it's great yeah uh, sure. yada 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 okay let's move on <laughs> my right. number eight okay. which you shockingly put so far away from where i'm putting it is the lost weekend oh there was no there was no way a billy wilder movie was not going to be my top 10 he is my absolute favorite and the lost weekend is such a unique movie in his arsenal it's oh it's just so dark it is a nasty film it does not shy away from showing alcoholism uh to be as brutal as it can be for people um and again, I also have a very personal connection to it. It is one of the you know very first Best Picture winning films that I saw um, a while back. It was actually one of the first ones I saw when I got Netflix for the first time. And I was like, you can just stream movies online? What is this? You know, back in the old days. Um, it's, yeah, I think, it, and I think it holds up. Ray Milland is fantastic in it. I, yeah, I love The Lost Weekend. Okay. You know, uh, some like it lost, some like it hot. I... Uh- <laughs> I have Billy Wilder's I prefer, that's all. <laughs> okay, fine. Okay, fine. Um, what is your what is your next one? West Side Story. Oh, wow. I, I know that's a little bit a little lower than to you probably top thought. Five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I have to I, I have to I'm trying to use um I'm trying to take a little of my personal out of it and use some uh objectivity and this um good and uh west side story uh, does have problematic uh 
casting elements that uh, do um, take it down a peg, I think. Um, and it'll be interesting to see how this movie looks when Spielberg uh, does it and things are casted um, more appropriately. Uh, but even with all that said, it still makes my top 10 because it is such a revolutionary um, movie in the way that it uses uh, dance and location work and uh, the soaring musical score and the absolute dynamic performance of Rita Moreno. Um, it is my personal favorite musical. Okay. And that's number seven. Number, number seven. seven. You've already talked about. My number seven is The Godfather Part Two. Mm, okay, okay, okay. And we ranked it above The Godfather, I see. Okay. I think they're probably equally great films. Um, yeah. But I think for uh, iconic sake, The Godfather is the quintessential classic, and The Godfather Part Two is the greatest sequel ever made. I love the acting, I love the editing. I love the the orange feel yes. of the whole movie. Um, yes. And I think that it's just a transcendent performance from Al Pacino. Um, so, yeah, that it, is. it is a... It's a, it's a perfect movie. I'm just going to put the other one over it at some point. You'll find out. Why. Okay, fair. We'll find out. Okay, let's move on to my number seven mm-hmm. is Marty. Oh, very high. It is it's very high. This movie is perfect. I think, I genuinely believe it is impossible for anyone to hate Marty. If you just watch it, there's no way you won't fall in love with it. It is that simple. It is so easy to love. In fact, I could, yeah, there's there's also, like, not a, a single time during the day when I couldn't just be like, yeah, Marty sounds like a good movie to watch right now. You can watch this movie anytime. When well, you're it's only sad, 90, when you're it's fe- only 90 yeah. minutes. It's know? so short, but it does what it needs to do. It's, it's not trying to be anything that it isn't. It's just a perfect little movie. So, yeah, it, it absolutely is in my top 10, comfortably in my top 10. Yeah. I mean, again, movies I prefer, but I completely agree with you. I think Marty's great. I don't have any problems with you putting it Love that. Okay. Okay. Number six, I will talk about mine on the waterfront. Now, I rank this in my top ten. And here's the funniest part. I rank it in my top ten because of the reasons why you don't put in your top ten. I actually love the controversial, the controversy of this movie. I think this is one of those films where you cannot separate history from the art they just go hand in hand, and I just love the story betwi- behind uh, Ely Kazan and Arthur Miller and the works of art that they were creating in the late 40s, early 50s, and how it was directly mirroring their political struggles with not only the world but with each other and what that did to their friendship and their their love life and all of the lore behind that I think is fascinating. And Ely Kazan gives us like a direct visual representation of what they were going through and that is why i love this movie i think and besides that i mean the acting is flawless it's beautiful photography it's it gives us the quintessential brando you know it shows us a whole new acting style there's just so much being introduced with this film it's 
it is so good. So good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's fine. You can put it that high. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, what's your number six then? Um, my number six, you're going to be surprised by where Ooh. I put this. Um, because this is one of my personal favorite movies of all time. But looking at this objectively, I put at number six, Gone with the Wind. Okay. 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 Um, I think a lot of people, knowing how I love this movie, would think I'd put in the top five. But again, looking at this from a historical context and ranking the best pictures in a way, um, that takes into mind the current realities... I feel like I can't in good faith put it in the top five because um, there are, it is a movie that is a seminal achievement that has a heavy asterisk. Yeah. So um, it's a great movie that has problematic elements. And so you have to be aware of those while watching the movies and the movie and the top five movies that I chose don't have that asterisk on them. So um uh, Gone with the Wind, I still think, is a great movie. I think that it is just uh, an apps in scope, in storytelling, in cinematography, in acting, in music. It is uh, just on on a scale that did not exist yet when it was produced. Um, yeah. um, it definitely is a slam dunk best picture of 1939, in my opinion. But... Um, but it is a movie that is sympathetic to um, a Confederate point of view. Yeah. And that is, especially in 2020, 2021, something that you need to, you can still watch this stuff, but it requires a conversation so that you know that there are bigoted opinions represented in this movie that you have to understand. Um, and I'm very glad that um, I grew up with um, a family that always had that conversation with a movie like this, but I I now want everyone to always have those conversations before these movies. It's not that we should stop watching them or that we can't appreciate them for what that makes them great, but we do we do need to talk about what's wrong with them so that we don't internalize yeah. those attitudes that are in the movie. But um, but all of well that said, spoken. it's still has um it still has like it's a well-told um love love story um <laughs> yeah i guess story epic. of perseverance epic yeah. it's a it's a it's hard not to get swept up swept up in the wind let's just put it that way there you go okay okay here we go everybody we are on to our final five so Rance, give us your number five. It happened one night. Ooh, okay, okay. Um, tell us why. Uh, two I mean, plus are... in a row. Yeah, um, I guess. I, I mean, there's no, there's no reason. There's no and negative, these, right? <laughs> there's no negative here. Um, it is the best romantic comedy ever made. Mm. Um, it is my favorite of the three movies that won the top five um even though we haven't gotten to one of them yet um Mm -hmm. it holds up so remarkably well like i can't even tell you again this is a movie that's 85 years old and (laughs) um and yet 
it's so fresh in the way in the performances of Clark Gable and Claudette Colbert, who both, you know, look of their time, but they're so modern in in style and attitude, and they give just just absolutely perfect rom com performances um, before rom com was even a word, you know, and uh, and it addresses issues that are very present of that day in the difference between classes and the in the great depression um and there's just it's it is there it's my favorite uh it and it's a wonderful life are my favorite frank capra films this is just a, a perfect movie so well said my number five is casablanca <gasps> oh is this is this controversial <laughs> Oh okay. God! Now, oh, oh, we might be even more different than I'm thinking we're gonna be. Okay, okay, okay. Casablanca to me is like the perfect example of the Hollywood studio system at work. The best it could produce. I know a lot of people put different films under that heading, but to me, Casablanca is the best representation of what the studio system could do. Uh, again, yeah, there's nothing bad to say about this movie. I love it. Uh, there's just four that I hold nearer and dearer to my heart. Okay, so I'm going to go into number four, because we've already talked about this one. Number four for me is Rebecca. Um, okay, so I'm just, I'm sorry, hold on. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're putting Rebecca above mm-hmm. Casablanca. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Because of Judith fucking Anderson. <laughs> That's I'm literally so- the reason why. <laughs> Uh, Mrs. Danvers is one of the greatest screen characters. Not even like villains. I don't care. Characters. She is one of the greatest screen characters ever conceived. She is perfect. And I'm not she sure makes she Rebecca was perfect. conceived. I just think she like came out. Of the- I'm not sure. <laughs> Mrs. Danvers she born just on, She was born from a jackal. Yeah, it's six, like six, six, it's an omen ear. crossover. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, uh, no, I fucking love rebecca there's i I, too. I, I I agree with you i think the the ending gets incredibly didactic and like this is what we're gonna say now we're gonna give you the ending of the film but i don't care i guess at that point i don't care i love everything before it and i've i've i mean i've watched rebecca more than i've watched casablanca i would watch rebecca tonight i don't like it doesn't matter i love it should we just move on <laughs> okay your number four is the best years of our lives that makes sense. That makes sense. You know you how much I love the best year. You I love, love this, this movie, movie so much. Um, and I can watch this movie, no matter how long it is, I can watch it at any point. I, yeah. I can turn it on, and I'll want to watch the rest of it. I think you mentioned it being depressing. I think that it has a hopeful tone towards the end. I think things it does. do. It does, yeah. It, it shows that people things do get better, you know, even in hard times. And I love the reality of it. I love how timely it must have felt in 1946 to have this movie come out. Um, I think it's such an important film in in so, so many ways. Um, I, uh, I, you know, and there isn't anything that I would change about it, even though it is three hours long. Like, there's nothing... Mm-hmm. There's nothing I would take out. There's nothing I would add in. I think it just totally... Uh, tackles um, the idea of coming home in a really beautiful way. So I love that. All right, next up, give us your next you're, one, number three. 
The Godfather. Wow, number three. Yeah, I get it. I get it. It's great. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if I have that much to add. I just. No. I think it that is the American is, classic. You're right. It's like it is of the of the modern era, the post sixty eight yeah. era. I think it is the classic. And I think you're right. I. You know, I think I prefer a couple of for watchability. I prefer a few of the movies that I listed under it, but um, but I can't deny that The Godfather is one of the best movies ever made, and um, and it being on that level just makes me push it up a little bit higher. What's your number three, Sam? I just can't wait. My number three is It Happened One Night. Okay. And everything you said, I'll just echo that. It is the OG rom-com. You know, it's so delightful. And it's so, again, like, even though, like, there are things that happen in this movie that's like, this, you know, we're, we're way beyond that. You know, the walls of Jericho, the way they hitchhike, her showing her leg. You know, this isn't, like, scandalous now. But, like, it still feels fresh. Every time you watch it, it feels fresh. And it's really impressive for a movie made in 1934 to feel fresh. <laughs> Uh, it, there's something it's about wonderful. it. Wonderful. There's something about even, it. There's such a charm. Even the pauses that it takes in the narrative, whenever like um, they sing "The Man on the Flying Trapeze," yeah. you know, I feel like you get such a nice snapshot of what of a feeling. You know what I'm saying? Of that time, yeah. it, it's just a very interesting movie that is very seemingly formulaic, but has so many layers to it. So. Yes. Um, okay. Okay. We're down to two and one, right? Yes. You only are. have Which... you only have two and one left. Okay. Yeah. Number... I mean, I we know what movies they probably we know one of these movies we have in common, but we don't know where we're yes. putting it. So go ahead. Okay. My number two is the apartment. I figured. Yeah. Uh, uh yeah. This movie's genius. It's it is my favorite Billy Wilder movie. It's my favorite Jack Lemmon film. It is my favorite Shirley MacLaine film. It's my one of my favorite screenplays of all time. Everything is firing also literally in this movie, and it's just like the ultimate Sam film. I don't know. It just this is like my everything I want to see in a movie is what this one has to offer. I love it. All right, what is your number two? All about Eve. Wow. We don't have oh the same god. number one. I'm sorry. Oh uh, my god. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know what your this number is one the is. Gag. Now. Oh my god. I know what uh, your number one is too. This is the ultimate gag. Well, I thought we were gonna have the same number one. No, I'm sorry. I, really I mean I I can't I'll tell you why in a second. But, okay. Um but I love All About Eve. I think it's one of my the best, wittiest screenplay ever written. Um it has my favorite Betty Davis performance, and I love Betty Davis with all things. Um, I think that uh, it knocks it out of the park on every single level. It's one of those movies I could pick up and watch anytime, anywhere, any place, and enjoy it. Even though, again, it's longer. It's like a two-and-a-half-hour film, but it still yeah. feels so fresh, so alive, so biting, so wonderful. It, 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 it is perfect in every single way. And, you know, in that great age-old discussion of All About Eve or Sunset Boulevard, I'd hang my hat on All About Eve. Mm. As would I, which is why All About Eve is my number one. It is. What do you, it is. What do you have to just, add? Oh, my God. Just when Betty Davis says, a milkshake. <laughs> That's it. Winner. 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 That's all that needs to happen for this movie to <laughs> reign Every supreme. Every single 
my mine is it's her last line in the whole movie. Um, the uh, and don't worry too much about your heart, Eve. You can always put that ah! award where your heart ought to be. God damn Every... it! This movie's so quotable. Yeah, and yet you know, as like larger than life as her character is, she comes off so real the yes. whole movie. It oh, is yeah. absolutely insane. And then Anne Baxter, who you think mm. is being kind of cloying and fake, boom, that turn she makes when she turns out to be a, like, she's brilliant and underrated in this film, too. And Celeste Holm, of course, mm. uh, as everything about it. George is just Sanders' good. Uh, narration and his voice. Like, that's a great supporting actor win, too. Um, yes. Man, it is, it is a perfect movie. But you didn't put it at number one. You didn't. No, I didn't. What did you put at number one, Rance Collins? What did you put at number one? I mean, I think we all know what I put at number one at this point. Um, It's Casablanca. Okay, that's fair. The end all movies, I put at number one. Um, Casablanca, in my humble opinion, is the greatest movie ever made. Um, I think that it has such a well-orchestrated rising line of tension. Um, I think it builds to what is the most thrilling ending of any movie ever. Mm. Um, The scene at the airport at the end is just something that has been endlessly mimicked and parodied, and yet even after having it be such a popular part of, of folklore... It never, ever, ever loses its impact when he says, you're getting on that plane. And then he gives that speech and he says, Mm. you know, the problems of three little people don't amount to a hill of beans in this crazy world. Like all of that, even having seen the SNL parody, which is so good, um, doesn't lose, (laughs) uh, doesn't lose its impact because it is just, I mean, it's, it takes your breath away. It's so good. Ingrid Bergman is just the greatest mm. <laughs> uh, of all time in the film. Uh, Humphrey Bogart gives the seminal um, leading performance. Bogart performance. <laughs> yeah. um, and he's the ultimate anti-hero. Um, and it's such a great analogy for America's participation in World War II um, yeah. and how they don't get involved until it gets personal. And that's exactly what happens with, True that. with Humphrey Bogart, it's such a great analogy for something that's so important in our country's history. Um, and it's also just a Hollywood accident, a movie that wasn't supposed to great that be great that ended up great. And True. I love everything about it. I think it's a perfect movie. Um, Claude Rain should have an Oscar. That is every... Yes. That is, that is my opinion. I love um, this. I love that. Okay, so okay, so our we had one ones movie on the same list that lined yeah. up. Which one was it again? Yeah. Annie Hall. <laughs> That's right. That's hilarious. At forty-one, I think. But you know what I love about this? So while we didn't have the same number one 42. like I thought we were going to, yes. I love that we chose All About Eve and Casablanca as our representatives for the two greatest Best Picture winning films because I, I am so okay with that. I think they are certainly two very worthy representatives to be the top of our lists. You know, I think it's, uh, I think they're good choices uh, because I, the thing I love about 
the movies we ended up choosing towards the top um, is I'm a I'm a big believer in the idea that a great movie starts with a great screenplay. And yes, and we, that is exactly what we did. We chose some movies that have great screenplays. Absolutely, you know? that is a great point. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, wow, this was so much fun. <laughs> I, love I love. Let's let's make another list tomorrow, or we can get back to. <laughs> Or we can give people the deer hunter. I guess we have to watch the deer hunter. That's where we're at. Yes. Okay. I'm. Uh, hopefully, you guys enjoyed this. We will definitely do more. Guess what? In the future. <laughs> Next week, Sam gets his first Oscar-nominated Meryl Streep. He has waited 50 yes. years to uh. get Meryl Streep, and now we're gonna get her all the time. Yes, we are. The time Literally. starts now. All the time. All the time. So everybody join us next week. We get back into our regularly scheduled programming. We will be with you for the 1978 Oscars and talking about The Deer Hunter. You must remember this. A kiss is still a kiss. A sigh is just a sigh. The fundamental things apply as time goes by.